Shalom, this is Avigal Rock. Welcome to TanakhStudy.com. Last class, we ended off with Yehuda's successful plea to Yaakov to allow him to take Binyamin with him to Mitzrayim so that they could bring more produce back to the starving family in Canaan. Today's class, we will find the brothers back in Egypt with Binyamin where they hope to release Shimon and buy produce for their starving family in Canaan. So let's begin chapter 43. So the men had taken the mincha, the offering, and they took the double amount of money, with them, and they took Binyamin, and they went down to Mitzrayim, and they stood in front of Yosef. Now, from the continuation of the story, we'll know that this, they've, they're not standing yet in front of Yosef. This is what we call a klal v'acharav prat. This is telling us in general what's about to happen, and how the events happened that they stood in front of, in front of Yosef will be described in the following verses, but they, he, they are not yet standing before Yosef. Verse 16. Yosef had seen from wherever he is standing. He sees the brothers. The brothers do not see Yosef yet. And Yosef sees that Binyamin is with them. And he told the person who was in charge of his house, bring the men to the house, prepare a feast for them, for these men will eat with me at noontime. But Saharaim, Saharaim, even Kaspi explains this word Saharaim, which we know to mean time of noon. We also lunch is called Saharaim, Aruchat Saharaim. Even Kaspi suggests that it comes from the Saharaim is the is a double of Tsohar. Tsohar is a, is is light, and double Tsohar is a great deal of light. And the time that we have most light is Saharaim. So that's the according to Ibn Kaspi, the etymology of that word Saharaim. Yosef tells the person in charge of the house to invite the brothers to eat with them noontime. Verse 17, The man in charge of the house did as Yosef had told him, and he invited the men to come to Yosef's house. Verse 18. When the brothers were invited to the house of Yosef, they were friends, for they had feared that they were in, they were summoned to Yosef's house because of the the false accusation of them stealing money. which is to uh, falsely accuse in order to take us as slaves, us, and to take our assets, our donkeys. Verse 19, they approached the man who's in charge of the house, and they spoke to him at the entrance of the house, and they want to make sure they want to speak to him before they enter the house, and they tell him as follows in verse 20. <speaking in Hebrew> Before they even come into the house, they want to make sure they want to clear their name, and they before they're even accused of stealing, 
they immediately say we had we had come down originally we had come down for food and on our way back in our sleeping in our lodging place in the malone we had opened up our sacks and behold we found our each each of us found our money in our in our sacks and look we returned it and in order to prove uh, that we indeed did not steal we have other money we that with us that we have brought with us we have each of us have two sacks of money one to return the money and the other sack is to buy new food and we had we have no clue who is it that had framed us which i think they do have a clue who had framed them but uh, the way they phrase it they don't want to accuse Yosef and his man, so they say lo yadanu, but it seems pretty clear that they know that they have been framed. And the man in charge of the house in verse 23 responds to them, Vayomer, shalom lachem, al tirau Eloichem velohe avichem, natan lachem matmon bamtachoteitchem, kaspechem ba elai vayotze alehem et shimon. So the man says, don't worry and don't, don't fear. Your God, the God of your father, had given you this matmon. Matmon is, um, in modern Hebrew, matmon is a is a treasure. It's something that someone hides. Is matmin. It is a treasure that belongs to you, and you have given this gift, your money. I received your money, and he takes out Shimon. Now, what does it mean when the man says to the brothers, "Your God has your God and the God of your fathers had given this to you." Well, the man is saying, if you found money, that's uh, that your God must have uh, given it to you, and uh, it's not from me. You don't have to worry. This is not uh, this is not my money. And he presents to them Shimon. After he presents to them Shimon, verse 24, The man takes the men to the Yosef's house. He gives them water. Or they wash their feet. He gives them food for their donkeys. And uh, they're waiting for noontime. What do the men do during noontime? Verse 25. Verse 25 describes us what the brothers are doing until noontime, until lunchtime. And it describes it in three words. They are preparing the offering. Now, there's really not that much to prepare. What did they bring? They brought a little bit of nuts, a little bit of honey, a little bit of balm, incense. It's really not all that much. And yet, these ten grown men are sitting around this, uh, we just have to imagine, around this platter, trying to arrange it, trying to make it look nice, trying to make it look a little bit more full, trying to uh, do the best that they can that is pleasing to the eye, because they know that this mincha is all they have to offer the man so that he shows them some mercy. So that's what they're doing during the afternoon, is preparing this mincha, ad bo Yosef for the until Yosef comes noontime, for they were invited there to, to eat. Verse 26, Yosef comes home, they give him the offering that they had prepared, and they bow down to him. So here we have all 11 brothers bowing down to Yosef. And when Yosef sees the brothers, verse 27, he asks them as follows, Vaish alahem l'shalom, vayomer, ha-shalom avichem azaken asher amartem, ha-udenu chai, 
So he starts by asking him them that which he is most concerned about, which is the well-being of Yaakov. Verse 29, Achiv ben imo vayomer hazeachichem akaton asher amartem elai vayomar Elohim yochnecha bni. And we're told that Yosef Yosef hurried up, and it doesn't say hurried up to what, but it seems that he uh, hurried up in greeting them so that he could rush and go into the room to cry. He desired to cry, and he does not want to cry in front of his brothers, and therefore he rushes this meeting so he can go to, the, to his room, and there he cries. So this is the second time that we find Yosef crying. The first time Yosef cries is when Yosef overhears his brothers talking about his talking about their, their cold-heartedness, while Yosef was crying from the pit and they ignored his cries. Here Yosef cries for a different reason. He's overcome with emotion, both for his mother, this is all he has, this is the only sibling from his mother that he has, and overcome by emotion towards his younger brother. Verse 31, simu lachem. He washes his face, he restrains himself from crying, and he says, "Simu lachem, prepare the meal." Lachem is is bread, but it's also a uh, it's it's the word that's used for a feast for a meal. The next verse that we're about to read, verse thirty-two, is almost a comical verse. Let's read it, and then go, and then we'll discuss what's going on in this verse. And they put him alone. Yosef ate alone, the Egyptians ate alone, the brothers ate alone, for the for the the Egyptians do not eat with the Hebrews their their feast, their meal, for it is an abomination in the eyes of the Egyptians. So what's happening here, the brothers can't eat with the Egyptians because the Egyptians know that the brothers are Hebrews and they do not eat together with the Egyptians, with the Hebrews, because it was considered an abomination. One of the uh, suggestions is that it's a, um, that they eat lamb, and it's considered an abomination for the Egyptians to eat lamb. Another explanation suggested by the Rashbam is the very fact that the Hebrews are shepherds is despicable in the eyes of the Egyptians, and therefore they do not eat with them. It as it may, it seems that it's clear the Egyptians do not eat with the Hebrews. Therefore, the brothers cannot eat together with the Egyptians. Yosef cannot eat together with the Egyptians because the Egyptians know that he is a Hebrew. On the other hand, Yosef cannot eat with, together with the brothers because the brothers think he is an Egyptian. So we have uh, three separate eating areas, one for Yosef, one for the Egyptians, and one for the brothers. And... Um, Verse and they sit in their in their order of of age, and they were all very surprised. Now, there's two ways of understanding their surprise. We can say, and they sat in accordance to age, 
was they were seated by Yosef in according to their age, and that what's caused their great surprise. Because they, you know, it's very you know, when, if someone is eighteen and twelve and five, you could seat them in order of age. But when you're talking about grown men who are all in their late thirties and forties, it's very difficult to distinguish. And some that might be like a month or a few weeks apart, since they come, there are sons of four wives. It's very difficult to place them according to age, which is why the men are very surprised. However, if we take the approach that they had sat down according to age, not that they were seated by Yosef, but they sat down according to age, uh, what are they surprised about? They're surprised that they were invited to the house of Yosef, of, Yosef, of the master of Egypt. It's also possible that the Timahon, the surprise that the brothers have, is not because they are uh, they were being seated, that they had been seated according to age, and not because that they um, were invited, but from the very fact that they are each eating separately makes them uh, wonder, why is this man not eating together with the Egyptians? This whole setup is very, very strange. And the next ver uh, verse 34 they remain in their puzzlement, and the verse continues, verse 34. They, Yosef gives everyone gifts, offerings. A mas'et is an, is an offering. It's possible that it was food. We're talking about an offering of food, a gift of food, especially when they're very hungry. If you remember, there's, there's a... Uh, there's no food in the house, and they've been traveling. So he gives them a great deal of food, and he gives Binyamin an extra amount of food. Why does he give Binyamin the extra five t five folds more than anyone else? Why does he give Binyamin five folds more? Because Binyamin um, suffered more. Binyamin has uh, because of the fear of Binyamin, because Binyamin was afraid, because Binyamin suffered, because he had uh, the extra aggravation, because of the extra aggravation caused the Binyamin to have to come down. That's from the perspective of the brothers. Why is he giving him more? But uh, Yosef's true motivation in giving more, I believe, is to um, is to see the brothers' response, to see how are the brothers going to respond upon Yosef, son of Rachel. Receiving, how will the brothers respond upon Benjamin, son of Rachel, receiving more? Will they accept it? Will they respond in jealousy? Verse 35, I'd just like to read this one more time. And the verse ends that they drank and have become drunk with him. Uh, what's the significance of them be drinking with him and becoming drunk with him? First of all, there's a sense of relief here. We, we, we sense the brothers' uh, relief. Up until now, they have been extremely nervous from the time they have first arrived to Egypt and they were accused of being spies until this very moment until this meal they were undergoing a great deal of stress now they feel it's behind us and they could uh, drink there's also a sense at this point that uh, they've been exonerated and therefore they allow themselves to to drink and to celebrate from Yosef's perspective why does he get them drunk with along with him, Yosef is setting up the stage to framing Binyamin. The brothers 
won't be able to be 100% sure that Benjamin did not steal the the goblet that he's going to be accused of as they were drunk. How could they possibly tell what Benjamin was doing? So he's trying to set up the scene already uh, for later on when he is going to falsely accuse Benjamin. Also, he doesn't want the brothers to pay attention when the when his goblet is being planted in the sack of Benjamin, and therefore they drink vayishtu vayishkeru imo. And uh, fitting with this is chapter that we continue to chapter 45, verse 1. As everyone is drinking, verse 1. So as they're all drinking, Yosef tells the man in charge of his house, says, fill up their sacks as much, with as much grain as they possibly can take home and return the money, each one in his sack. And my goblet, my silver gavia, you should put inside the sack of the youngest one and his money too. And the man did as Yosef had told him. And here comes our great question. Uh, number one, what was the purpose of Yosef? having Benjamin come down to Egypt. And no less an intriguing question is the following question, what's the purpose of everything here that's going on with the Gavia? And I'll start with the explanation of the Ramban for what's going on here. And the Ramban says that Yosef wants his dreams to be fulfilled. And therefore, the first time the brothers came, he realized that the dreams were not fulfilled because he needs all brothers to come down. Had he revealed himself to his brothers the first time the brothers showed up, then they would have come down with the father and Benjamin to, to Yosef. And Yosef really needs this two-step process. Dream number one needs to be fulfilled and then dream number two. So first he brings down Benjamin and then he will reveal himself and Yaakov will come down and that will be the fulfillment of the dream, Yaakov bowing down to Yosef. Now, and if you recall, in our second class in Parashat Miketz, we are already we, we addressed the problems with that theory of the Ramban, of, as far as what he's doing here. A Ramban does suggest one more idea, an important idea, regarding what ya Yosef is doing reg uh, with the goblet, planting and framing Yos uh, Benjamin, and that is to see if the brothers take this as a good uh, opportunity to get rid of Binyamin, and, which fits in nicely with what we said, why Yosef gives extra gifts to Binyamin, five times the amount of food to Binyamin, so that the brothers will have good motive to be jealous of Binyamin, in addition to the motive that they have as it is for Binyamin as the beloved child of Yaakov, now it is the Ben Zekunim, he adds to that uh, jealousy, and now when he's going to frame him, he wants to see, will the brothers put their uh, put their lives out on the line for Binyamin, or will they view this as a very easy opportunity to finally get rid of Binyamin? That's one possibility. Another possibility, which fits in very nicely with the theory of Rav Yol Binun, that Yosef has been trying for the past 22 years to forget about his family, and when he f and out of the blue, the family appears, and Yosef has Yosef had thought all along that Yaakov was involved in getting rid of Yosef for lack of for lack of a choice. Yosef wants to frame Binyamin as a thief so that Benjamin will end up staying. 
what um, strengthens this idea that this is not a temporary setup, but rather a uh, plan where the result is going to be Binyamin staying in land of Egypt, is he tells the man in charge of the house, fill up their sacks which is mu with, with as much grain as possible and return their money. Now, if he's going to reveal himself shortly, why does he need to fill up their sacks with as much grain as possible, as much as they can possibly take? Because his plan really is to send them home for as long as possible. And that's also why he needs to put their money back in their sacks so that they have money. He wants to be nice to them, have as much food as they want, have their money back, and he's going to frame Benjamin so that Benjamin can stay with him. I'd like to, to read these verses again with that understanding. Give the men as, as much grain as they could possibly carry and return their money to each one in its bag. And put my goblet in, in, uh, in the sack of the young one and his money. And Yosef did, and the man did as Yosef had spoken to him. So uh, with this, we end today's class. Uh, tomorrow, we will uh, really get to the, to the peak of suspense within the story of Yosef. Shalom.